This is your captain speaking. Welcome to another episode of DJ's Aviation Podcast. All systems are go, so lean back, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy the show. This is DJ's Aviation Podcast. Everything aviation. Everything aviation. Aviation news, airline developments, analyzing route networks, expansions of airlines and aircraft news, and we talk about world events and life. DJ's Aviation has a Discord server that's officially partnered with Discord, and you can join with a link in the show notes or using the vanity URL discord.gg slash aviation. This is the DJ's Aviation Podcast, and now your host, Dan. Good afternoon or good morning to whenever you may be listening to this episode of the DJ's Aviation Podcast. I wanted to, once again, like I always do, take the time to thank you very much for taking the time out of the day to listen to an episode of this podcast. It is very much greatly appreciated and I hope you have been also just generally enjoying the coverage, whether that be the Canadian Adventure or the most recent podcast, which I should say, if you have not had the chance to go and listen to, I would definitely recommend recommend as I had a very special interview with Peter Manis of Tailwind Aviation discussing the rise of seaplanes within the aviation industry, some of the challenges that they have indeed also faced as a company, the future of the seaplane industry, and a whole lot more. It's definitely a unique podcast, I guess you could say for what I do, but I think it's insightful and well worth a listen. So if you'd like to pause this episode, and if you haven't already gone back to listen to the other one, well, I'd highly recommend it. Now, you may recall that Normal Proceedings was me covering my Canadian adventure, to which there's already been two episodes, and it is in a playlist over on SoundCloud. That being, to my knowledge, coverage on the Qantas A330 flight in business class, and then we also have the Air Canada Boeing 777 in economy, where I last left everyone off, that was in Vancouver, just having landed from the 14 and a half hour flight on board that Air Canada Boeing 777 from Sydney through to none other than, as you would expect, Vancouver. I'm currently exploring an option of how I could change the hosting platform for this podcast. Um, I may look at switching it to Anchor instead of SoundCloud, but see, the only thing that I'm, I guess you could say, concerned about regarding that is losing, uh, whether it be people that have subscribed that's happened to me before i adjusted something on the hosting platform soundcloud and had to update something inside spotify and it meant that everyone was fo- everyone that part of me was following the podcast and had listened and it was completely wiped so like all data and all statistics all followers had been completely wiped which means people have had to go back and follow so that's just a general recommendation to you now that this podcast is on Spotify, probably one of the most universally used platforms, and you can listen to it, whether it's on a iPad, on a iPhone, on a tablet, a mobile device, on a laptop, a computer, you can go and listen to it. I would definitely recommend dropping the podcast to follow. That way you won't miss an episode, even if, say, you're not watching a specific video or following me on Twitter or another platform. So yes, that's just the recommendation there. Um, But like I mentioned, I'm going to be trying to potentially move the hosting platform across. But honestly, it's so utterly confusing that I don't want to lose everything. And I'm not too sure then if it changes the source uh, in Apple or Spotify, it's a complete mess. 
With that being said, we're now in Vancouver. Uh, I believe I last left you off as I was getting off the plane. If you heard about security, I'm sorry. You just hear about it again. I guess it's a good memory refresh. Getting off the Air Canada 777, pretty pretty uneventful experience. This is this was my second visit to Vancouver. Uh, we did arrive, like I mentioned, about five minutes after our estimated arrival time, which was not too bad considering we did experience engineering difficulties in Sydney, which delayed the departure by an hour. So we did make up some ground. I had a flight heading off to Calgary at a estimated departure time of 9am. Our boarding was at around 8.25 in the morning. So realistically, I had about an hour and 10, an hour and 15 minutes. I was not too stressed regarding this, but uh, something that has been ever present in Canadian airports. I'm not sure how worldwide this is, but I know a lot of people have been experiencing the problems at Canadian airports and there's been quite a lot of I guess you could say warnings being issued uh, to get there early, which is not entirely possible if you're obviously on a connecting flight. Uh, That's due to the queues at customs, border control, and so forth. And that was definitely present in the Canadian, oh, what was it called? The connecting hall, I guess you could say, getting off from an international flight to then connect onwards to a domestic flight. That required me to fill out a form that's done electronically. Uh, I don't know if that's the arrive can thing. I think it may be, but see, the thing is, I already did the Arrive Canada uh, form online and even had a QR code, but they never asked for that. They basically make you redo it somewhat. It's it's very weird. Like, I don't quite understand it because I never got asked for them to see it. That being said, it might be something that just is, um, do you know what I mean? It's it, it's might be something that just sort of is embedded in their system somewhere and then you've got to do something else i'm no expert and i definitely don't understand arrive canada all that well all i'm saying is is you've basically got to to fill the same thing out again which unfortunately for a lot of people is quite challenging meaning it takes very very long to get people past the machines they did have quite a lot of machines but a lot of them were not working am i shocked not really i think that's a pretty common common thing around the world whatever airport something something just doesn't work or there's some sort of issue Um, And a lot of people obviously had connections. I think about 75% of my flight were connecting onwards. Uh, That's that's evident enough of just the demand regarding travel from Australia to Canada and how not everyone is just trying to get to Vancouver. There are people trying to get to Toronto, Montreal, Calgary, uh, Edmonton, and just a host of other destinations in Canada. Uh, that's because naturally the routes are not provided to Australians, whether that be in Sydney or Melbourne. At the moment, we don't even have in Melbourne a connection to Canada. You've got to go through Sydney or Brisbane. I believe the Brisbane flight's restarted. If not, it's restarting very soon. Don't quote me on that. Um, haven't got the exact date that Air Canada's restarting, but I'm pretty sure it's either restarted or it's about to. I definitely know that the announcement was made on that front. But look, my, my point's proven there is, you know how many times I've had to go via Sydney? Sydney, I've, I always make the joke, Sydney is my home airport, and that's just purely because I've always got to fly there to get to any sort of destination I want to, whether that be because there's not enough flights out of Melbourne, that routing is simply not available, it's too expensive, uh, and it's frustrating, it's definitely... I mean, I do love the extra um, flight, don't get me wrong, but sometimes it would be cool to just travel out of your own airport internationally, do you know what I mean? Not have to get on a domestic and then connect across and sometimes well, you'll know and you're going to hear the risk of like losing my bag or uh, it's, it's fine if you have like a longer layover but I feel like with a shorter layover it's a bit it's a bit more stressful and uh, especially because I had so many flights I, I just feel like it'd be nice to have that direct 
connection to Canada. And we did have that. Air Canada did used to fly to Melbourne before the pandemic. However, that ceased. And that, I do not believe, to my knowledge, has begun. Whether that starts up again soon, hopefully it does. I feel like we need it. There's a lot of people flying to Canada from Australian destinations. And like I mentioned, I've, I've been to Canada twice now and a lot of the people did originate in Melbourne and they had to go to Sydney. Uh, so with that being said, 75% of my flight from Sydney to Vancouver were basically connecting. Uh, at the same time, to my knowledge, I think there are a couple of other international flights. So uh, there was maybe a queue of 200 people that were trying to get to the machines and then on, uh, once you've completed that Arrive Canada machine, you get in another queue, and this was the really, I guess you could say, longer one, um, and this is the one where you then have to speak to someone at customs where they're meant to check your forms and information, and then you're allowed to go through. Uh, you don't have to clear security again. That was one of the main benefits. I was very happy about that, um, but they are long queues, and, and like I said, not a lot of people understand what to do. Uh, it's not their fault. It just definitely makes it frustrating if you're in a rush, like I wasn't in a rush, but there are other people that I do know. And you could tell uh, they were mentioning to people, my flight leaves in 30 minutes. I've really got to go. And uh, it was a bit of a mess, but hey, most connecting halls, most, most custom halls when they're busy are definitely a mess. And I guess the encouraging sign is this is because restrictions have eased and people can once again travel again. Uh, but there's a lot of adapting to that. And obviously, there's still a mask policy in the airports. While there was no testing required for me to get into Canada, there's uh, still a lot of precautions in place. And uh, I think everyone's just getting back into traveling. And it's it's maybe a foreign thing for some people once again, which is perfectly fine. Uh, it probably just would have been helpful if some of the machines were still working. So yeah, it took about an hour to clear all of this. Uh, quite a lengthy, you know, lengthy period that I did not think it would take that long, but it did. Uh, and it was quite, I mean, as you can imagine after like 16 hours or I think it ended up, at that point, it might've been 18 hours of like nonstop travel. I was just like, Oh, get me to the next plane. I was really hoping to get something to eat or get something to drink. But as the theme of this journey sort of was, I did not have the time to do that. Um, so it was pretty much, I, I did record a trip report. That is something I did do. And I am in the process of editing all of these. So you will eventually see them on the YouTube channel, but as you can imagine, it's five, reviews you know four reviews or five reviews but i don't I, I that's not my like main content as you would imagine on youtube so that means these are things i have to do on the side and i do not have usually a lot of time to uh, do the reviews and so forth but i've got two of them done so that means i think there's two more so the first two are the a330 with Qantas, and then the 777 with air canada i've still got the a319 which is this flight and then the 777 business class to uh, montreal so yeah, either way, as I was saying, I did not have the time to get any food. I sort of had to rush filming everything for the report, but I guess the benefit is I have been to Vancouver before. So similar to what I've done for Sydney, because I could not record anything in Sydney, I'm just going to track back to previous reports and just include like a few clips just explaining the airport. Um, there was no time to say go around and look at the other gates again and give you a more detailed experience because I did have to sort of run towards... Um, the next gate. I arrived at the next gate, which was funnily enough just across the hall from my departure gate to Montreal a couple of months earlier. Was on board an A319, to which I've never flown an A319 before, so that was certainly a nice experience. I was in business class. Um, I arrived at the gate, sat down for about 20 seconds, and then boarding commenced. So you can imagine I, was, I sat down and that was the most peaceful 20 seconds. Right back up, 
Boarding smooth. We boarded quite early. That This is a plane that had arrived the night prior. So we're at now like 8.30 in the morning. So they had the plane pretty much ready, which is why we boarded so early. I was nervous for this flight, and you might be asking why. Uh, I, have, I had a very short layover in, uh, what was it, Calgary. Originally, it was meant to be 50 minutes, and then that was brought down to 30 minutes. And considering I had engineering difficulties on two planes, you can imagine that I was a bit... Um, a bit worried that something may go wrong in Vancouver. And obviously I was consistently checking to make sure that my bag had made it on this plane thanks to the air tag. And it did update and it did say it was underneath, which was great. I'm happy about that. I was, pardon me, happy about that. But I still am happy that it made it on that aircraft. So like I mentioned, boarding was pretty smooth. I think we were fully boarded within 20 minutes and obviously I was in business class. I'm just looking through now my photo album to be able to sort of review the seat. You'll see this properly in, a, in the flight review. The seats are very dated, um, especially for like the A319 product. The IFE did not honestly work. It was very, very old. Uh, it was a unique experience, but I can definitely understand why for a paying customer, it might be frustrating where the IFE does not really work. I've got a handful of videos that uh, I won't include the full like two minutes. I'll, I'll, I will be trimming it down, but it will give you a great indication of how long it takes for something to be to load. And that can genuinely be like two minutes for all the selections for movies. The USB power did not work in the seat either. Um, in hindsight, was it worth the pay to upgrade? No. Well, the food was good. <laughs> I will admit the food was very, very good. Um, but it probably wasn't worth it. That being said, I just wanted to experience it. It was, I paid, I paid the minimum. So I'm just trying to remember how much it was. It may have been like 120, I think. Uh, and as you can imagine, if you want to regularly fly from Vancouver to Calgary in business, it's going to cost a lot more. That was the only reason why I did it. I thought to myself, well, I don't want to pay if it's however many thousand. I will just, if I can get the bare minimum on top of what I was paying, which like I said, I believe was 120. It may have even been less than that. I thought to myself, why not? Just as an experience, uh, and I did. I did enjoy. I did enjoy it. The seat was actually really comfortable, and um, I'm looking at it now, and you'll see it in the review. It's it's more of a cushioned blue old seat, but it felt very worn in. Something that a lot of business class seats. Well, that being said, I've only sat in three business class seats in my entire life, so I can't really compare. But hey, let's talk about an airplane seat then. It felt more worn in. It felt more comfortable. It felt like it It was shaped to fit me. And I guess it happens with everyone. I mean, this A319 has been flying for a very long time. And same with these seats, I'm sure. Uh, it was still in good condition. There were not really any scratches. I was shocked that everything... It was still very clean, still very well maintained. But like I mentioned, the IFE did not work. The USB connection did not work. I was the last row of business class, which means I had a fantastic view of the engine. To my knowledge, this is, if I go back through my video that I recorded, I believe I'm row... Oh, let's see if I can see in this video for you. Hmm. Why, if I pause it there. I believe I was row six, maybe. Uh, I'm not honestly too entirely sure. I think it was row six at least. Uh, don't quote me on that. It may have been a little bit further forward. Either way, I was the last row of business class on the A319. It means I had a great view of the wing, and that would be great because we'd be flying over the Rockies, so that was a beautiful beautiful sight. Staff were fantastic on board the aircraft. Um, probably, I would honestly argue, the nicest experience I've had with staff. 
Uh, I'm sure it's because it's business class, but either way, they were just genuinely very nice. I explained to them that I did not have a very long layover in Calgary as a way they could sort of let people know or just un- and they're like they know you're coming so we've we already alerted before um and you may be like why were they alerted well <laughs> turns out I was having some superb luck on all of these aircraft and uh this one had another first of all it was an engineering problem so by nine o'clock the plane was fully boarded but there was an engineering problem and on top of that Another plane had got in late, which means that the baggage handlers were not able to load the rest of our uh, freight and whatever was on board the aircraft on. So there were a lot of bags just sitting outside the plane because the ground uh, crew had not arrived yet. So uh, I think we got away at maybe 9... 9... 9.45, I think, which was obviously very concerning. Um very, very, very concerning because uh, a delay of 45 minutes would mean my plane was scheduled to arrive after my departure time. We did make up ground in the air, uh, but touchdown in Calgary was uh, how long? I'm not, I won't get into that just yet. I want to finish the flight experience and then I will leave you on the cliffhanger for the next episode. Uh, for breakfast, uh, breakfast was really, really nice. Let me get up the picture for you, and that way I can describe what was served. It was a sausage omelette and potato with some relish. Uh, really, really good. There was some fresh fruit, which was actually ravishing. There was an orange, watermelon, uh, kiwi fruit, and strawberries. Probably the best fresh fruit I've had, if you will. And then like a little bread dish that was sort of like a bagel, sort of like a croissant. In addition to that, there was like a peach yogurt really really nice like that was a 10 out of 10 breakfast i did very much enjoy that and uh it was it was well worth the meal because like i said i wanted to get something before at monk's grill in vancouver i really like that place but i didn't have the chance so this was some nice compensation to say the least uh like i said the seat was very very comfortable great views of the uh rockies and i i have got a lot of pictures and videos of those that i will show you in the report. In addition, I've got some on Twitter if you want to go back and have a look, but that was definitely a beautiful sight to see out the window. I don't think there's much better than flying over some snow-capped mountains as far as the eye can see, Um, especially when we're in what? This was May the 12th, so uh, it's still very nice to see it still somewhat covered. Um, I'm I'm sure it doesn't totally go, but obviously it's not at its peak when, say, it's winter and it's really covered. But it's almost nicer to see a bit of snow and a bit of nod. It, it makes a great effect, if you will. So, flight was good. It was only a one-hour journey, so there's not a whole lot more to cover on that. I will get more towards the landing. Uh, and this is when I was heavily panicking, because my basically on approach into Calgary, uh, my Boeing 777 flight to Montreal, the one I was probably most excited for, because it was business class and a life flat for four hours. Uh, it was on its final call, and we hadn't even landed yet. And uh, turns out, as we asked the, uh, uh, the... I was not the only person actually going on this flight to Montreal. There was one more person. And uh, funnily enough, I believe he was also a passenger that was... That he was the one that... Uh, this is so weird how things work out. But basically, he was the one other passenger that was with me in Sydney that originated in Melbourne and it almost missed his flight right so we missed we almost missed our flight to Vancouver because we had a delay from our Melbourne flight and he was the same one flying business class with me now trying to go to Montreal Uh, it was so utterly funny Uh, and we were both in business class on the 319 to Calgary 
uh, and turns out as we landed I, I was I was so stressed like I can't I can't explain to you I'm someone that just always needs to get to the airport early I like getting places early it makes me feel more comfortable uh, I wouldn't say I get anxious I mean I do get anxious if I get somewhere too late I don't know if you listening to this are similar in in that regard but I don't feel good if I'm getting somewhere five minutes before I like getting somewhere a lot earlier I just feel better so you can imagine my stress for now what would have what was going to be the third flight where basically I was landing and my flight was either boarding or in final call or was meant to have finished boarding uh and I I've never been to Calgary so I didn't exactly know what the airport airport layout was and at that point I did not have the information on the gate so I didn't know what gate Actually, no, I did have information on the gate, and that was thanks to the Air Canada app, but I did not know where that gate was because I could not load a map of Calgary due to um, issues with the connection and data and all that. So I knew the gate, and I knew which gate I was arriving at, but I did not know how far they were separated. All I knew is I arrived at, I believe, gate C, gate C, and this was leaving from gates D. So I'm like, oh, it can't be that far. Well, it turns out it was basically on the other side of the airport. Uh, so, yes, that's where I'll leave it is we landed, my flight was on the final, like the final, final call. Uh, By the time I got off the plane, it was 11.55am. My flight to Montreal was meant to have wheels up at 12 o'clock and we were on the final, final, final call. Not only did I need to make it across the airport, but my bag also needed to get off the plane somehow in five minutes and make it to the Boeing 777. That's where I'll leave it. We've just smashed the 20 minute mark. That's the cliffhanger. Next week, you're going to hear if I made the flight. In addition, you're going to hear what happened to my bag. Did it make it? Did it not? Uh, And yes, quite the experience. It was quite literally a scene out of home alone. But you'll find out next week whether I did make that flight or if I was stuck in Calgary and unfortunately maybe didn't get my Air Canada business experience on the 777. So yes. Thank you very, very much for listening to this episode of the DJ's Aviation Podcast. If you did enjoy it, well, there's plenty more and there's an archive now of something like 45 episodes. So go back, have a look at some of the titles. I promise you there's probably something else interesting there. This is while an aviation podcast, there's some great stories and great experiences that are just genuinely fun to tell. So if you just want to sit back and relax and hear about a flight review or a specific experience... Uh, I promise there's there's definitely something for you. Alternatively, if you just want to hear some aviation news and more discussion surrounding that, there's a few of those, and I do want to get more back into those, but at the moment, I'm trying to clear out, obviously, the, the first half of, well, the first, like, three months of this year, four months of this year, I've been very grateful and lucky to fly quite a lot, so there's been quite a few experience of those that I've needed to cover. In addition to that, I've had very, very many uh, interviews, which I've been so utterly grateful and thankful for. And I think I've got a couple more lined up in that regard. And um, uh, it's just been a pleasure to be able to host some of those and bring you hopefully some insightful uh, interviews and, and expand my wings, if you will, uh, on this podcast and give you something different. I always I wanted to do interviews, but I was probably very hesitant and, and nervous. Naturally, it's not something that I was totally comfortable with, but sometimes you've just got to do it and uh, do it once and then get into the the swing of things. Also, I didn't necessarily get the opportunity previously to do these interviews. Um, So now having those interview opportunities become readily available to me, I'm very, very grateful. And this will go out to, once again, anyone that uh, potentially does want to hop on board. I would be more than appreciative if someone wanted to be interviewed, no matter what your story 
could be. I'm always interested to hear and I'm sure there's always a story. Uh, that is something I will always say to lots and lots and lots of people. There's there's always a story in these things and uh, I, I thoroughly enjoy discussing it all. So yeah, thanks for listening. Drop a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Uh, it's very, very greatly appreciated. It helps the podcast grow. While I only do this for just like a side thing if people want to listen, um, obviously it's still fun and any support in terms of reviews or follows is greatly appreciated. So yes, thanks for listening. Like I mentioned, I'll join you next weekend where you'll be hearing my experience, hopefully, on the Air Canada Business Class 777, providing, of course, I did make that flight. So thanks for listening. Uh, See you on the YouTube channel throughout the week if you do watch those videos. Otherwise, uh, stay tuned next weekend for the next episode of the DJ's Aviation Podcast. Take care. Thanks for listening, and I will see you then. You've been listening to DJ's Aviation Podcast, one of the most unique podcasts on the internet, offering up your one-stop shop for all things aviation. We discuss aviation news, airline developments, analyze route networks, expansions of airlines and aircraft news. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had fun. Make sure to like, rate, and leave a review. In the meantime, hook up with us on Twitter and YouTube at DJ's Aviation. If you're interested in rail, check out our second channel at DJ's Transport. Till next time.